Good evening. It's Pastor Glenn Schaefer from St. James Lutheran Church in Grand Rapids, Michigan, welcoming you to our Good Friday evening service. We're so happy that you're able to join us online for this solemn occasion as we reflect on the love of God in Christ Jesus. Yes, this is a day in which our minds go to Calvary, Golgotha, the cross of Jesus, where he died for our sins. For me, it's a very humbling day. It's a day of reflection, lament, realizing that it was my sin and the sins of the whole world that made Jesus go that route and die on a cross, enduring the wrath of his Father for our sin. And so during this service, we're going to spend some time uh, lamenting, reflecting, and remembering all that Jesus did for us on that cross and the reason why he did it, so that we might be able to live in God's forgiveness each and every day of our lives. And so I pray that the Holy Spirit will really move in your heart tonight as we sing beautiful hymns, as we listen to the scripture passages, as a message is shared with you, as we pray. And I pray that as we worship together that you will be taken to the foot of the cross and that you will indeed even rejoice. Rejoice in Jesus, the Lamb of God, who is pure and holy, but who became sin for us so that we might have the righteousness of God, so that we might be forgiven and know we are forgiven. The epistle lesson appointed for Good Friday is from Hebrews chapters 4 and chapters 5, selected verses. Since then we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus the Son of God. Let us hold fast to our confession. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. In the days of his flesh, Jesus offered up prayers and supplications with loud cries and tears to him who was able to save him from death. And he was heard because of his reverence. Although he was a son, he learned obedience through what he suffered, and being made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation to all who obey him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Out of respect for our Lord Jesus Christ, I invite you to stand for the reading of the Holy Gospel. The Holy Gospel for this Good Friday is from the Gospel of St. John, the 19th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus went out bearing his own cross to the place called the place of the skull, which in Aramaic is called Golgotha. And there they crucified him, and with him two others, one on either side and Jesus between them. Pilate also wrote an inscription and put it on the cross. It read, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. Many of the Jews read this inscription, for the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city, and it was written in Aramaic, in Latin, and in Greek. So the chief priests of the Jews said to Pilate, 
Do not write the king of the Jews, but rather that this man said, I am the king of the Jews. And Pilate answered, What I have written, I have written. When the soldiers had crucified Jesus, they took his garments and they divided them into four parts. One part for each soldier, also his tunic. But the tunic was seamless, woven into one piece from top to bottom. So they said to one another, Let us not tear it, but cast lots for it to see whose it shall be. And this was to fulfill the scripture which says, They divided my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. So the soldiers did these things. But standing by the cross of Jesus were his mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. And then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her to his own home. After this, Jesus, knowing that all was now finished, said, to fulfill the scripture, I thirst. And a jar full of sour wine stood there. So they put a sponge full of the sour wine on a hyssop branch and held it to his mouth. And when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, It is finished. And he bowed his head, and he gave up his spirit. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, on this Good Friday evening, we come to listen to you. We come to stand at the foot of your cross. And to hear you speak words of forgiveness to us. For even as you cried out from the cross, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. We know that that prayer was for us as well. For it was our sins that nailed you to that tree. We come tonight with repentant and humble hearts to receive To receive from you that which we do not deserve, but that which you earned for us. And that is your forgiveness. That is your love. Lord, cast aside all the thoughts, the worries, and the fears that we have, so that we may reflect and meditate upon your good word to us. It's in your name, Jesus, that we pray. Amen. The text for this night's message is from the Gospel of St. Mark, the 15th chapter, beginning at verse 33. At noon, darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. And at three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And when some of those standing near heard this, they said, Listen, he's calling Elijah. And someone ran and they filled a sponge with wine vinegar and they put it on a staff and they offered it to Jesus to drink. Now leave him alone and let's see if Elijah comes to take him down, this man said. And with a loud 
cry. Jesus breathed his last. This is our text. Places of execution are not usually associated with innocence and goodness and love. Instead, what comes to mind are words like felon, thief, murderer, traitor. Words like retribution and revenge, hatred, enmity, misery. Words like anger, fear, hopelessness. Words like the stench of death. And Golgotha was no different. It was known as the place of the skull. It was Jerusalem's garbage dump. And the stench of sewage saturated the air. Vultures perched on dead tree limbs, waiting, waiting for the next victim. Golgotha. It was a place for thieves, murderers, traitors. It was a place for those thieves and murderers and traitors to be tortured publicly, to punish them, to shame them, to serve as a deterrent to promote fear in others from breaking the law. And right in the middle, right in the center of this grotesque scene, rises one who is innocent, who is good, who is the embodiment of God's love. Yes, I speak of Jesus. Jesus who was without sin. Jesus who was good to the core. Jesus who is God's love in the flesh. But here's a truth that truly astounds and perplexes, that brings us to our knees in humility and regret, in sorrow and in tears, in adoration and worship, stirring us to proclaim, truly this man is the Son of God. And the truth is this. Jesus exchanged places with us. Yes, Jesus exchanged places with us. For we are the ones that deserve to be on that cross. The Bible says Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who is hung on a pole. Jesus, the Son of God, who is without sin, becomes sin for us. He who is innocent is given our death sentence. He who is blameless is condemned and cursed for our sin. He who is good to the core assumes our evil. And he who is love absorbs hate and rejection and even the rebuff rebuff of his own heavenly Father when he cries out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? It is here at the place of the skull Golgotha, that the guilty are pardoned and the felons are forgiven 
and sinners become saints. And the estranged are reconciled. And the damned are saved. And the unlovable are loved by God with an everlasting love. Friends in Christ, we are the guilty who are pardoned. We are the felons who are forgiven. We are the sinners who are now saints. We are the estranged who are now reconciled to God. We are the damned who are now saved. We are the unlovable but who are now loved. Loved by God forevermore. A few years ago, a mother named Christina and her daughter Maria lived in a small town in Brazil. They lived in poverty. They didn't have much food to put on their table. Their home was a hut with a dirt floor. Well, Maria, the daughter, she detested that drab existence. And she decided to run away. And so one night she ran off to Rio de Janeiro with hopes and dreams of a better life. Well, Christina, her mother, was heartbroken. She wanted Maria to come home. And so Christina took all the money that she had and she went to a photographer and she had the photographer take a picture of herself. And then she glued that, photog- that, that photograph onto a piece of paper And then she wrote a message on that piece of paper. And then she went to a place to get it photocopied. And she made as many posters as she could possibly afford. And then she got a bus and she went to Rio de Janeiro. And she put those posters up all over the city. And then she went home. Several weeks later, Maria was wandering the streets And she was now heartsick and disillusioned. And she saw one of those posters. She saw her mother's face. And she ripped down the poster from the pole. And with cheeks running down, with tears running down her cheeks, she began to read the message that her mother had written on that piece of paper. And the message was this It makes no matter what you have done. I love you. Please come home. Our Heavenly Father posted His Son on a cross on a dark Friday afternoon. And from that cross, God's Son beckons, it makes no matter what you have done, I love you. I forgive you. Please just come home. And that's God's message to you and to me. Please don't pass by the cross of Jesus and jeer at Him. Please don't yawn with indifference to the sacrificial love shown to you by your Savior. Please dispel dispel the notion that You've done something in your life that not even God can forgive. 
And please cast off your self-righteousness that deceives you into thinking that you're good enough and therefore don't need a Savior like Jesus to take your place of judgment and execution. You see, Jesus exchanged places with us. That's God's message to us on this Good Friday. That's God's message to us actually every day. St. John, who stood at the foot of the cross and watched the execution of Jesus unfold on that somber Friday, writes, This is how God showed His love among us. He sent His one and only Son into this world so that we might live through Him. And this is love. Not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Hear that last part again. God loved us and He sent His Son as an atoning sacrifice for your sins and mine. It's time. It's time for us to repent of our sin. It's time for us to recognize that it was our trespasses for which Jesus Christ, our Savior, died. And because of Jesus' death on the cross, our Heavenly Father loves us. And He forgives us of every sin that we've ever committed in the past. And He forgives us of every sin that we'll ever commit in the future. And He even promises us eternal life with Him. For God so loved the world, God so loved you and me, that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him, whoever believes in Him, shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Friends in Christ, it makes no difference what you have done. God forgives you. Jesus, our loving Savior, who shed His blood for you and who died for you, says to you, please, just come on home. Better yet, maybe, visit Golgotha. Visit Golgotha on this Good Friday. Visit Golgotha every day of your life. And behold and believe in a Savior whose love for you is so great that He died in your place so that you might live forevermore in the loving arms of your Heavenly Father. Amen. And now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding guard and keep your hearts and mind in Christ Jesus, our Lord, our loving Savior. Amen.